Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, joining me. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. The disturbing images continue to flow out of Ukraine. Russian troops targeting not just military targets, but uh, civilian targets. Uh, One specific monument that was targeted in Kiev, the capital, was the uh, Holocaust Memorial. What? Now, and I don't, even, I, I don't even understand the reasoning. Vladimir Putin, when all of this started, said that they had to denazify Ukraine. Nazi. Denazify, as if Ukraine had become like the Nazis. Does he not know that Zelensky, the president, has a Jewish background? Does he not know that? Now, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm certainly not an expert on Ukraine. I was there once, but I've never seen anything about Nazis, white supremacists, or anything even close to that in Ukraine. And that makes the intentional targeting these and, and most of you know, you know in World War II you got up to, you know, five, ten thousand feet, the uh bomb doors of the bomber opened up and the bombs just kind of rained down. You hoped that they would hit a particular target or in a particular area, but th- that's not that's not what's happening today. These are cruise missiles. These are guided missiles. These are guided bombs. The targets are very, very specific. Some of these cruise missiles can hit a target within two to three feet. They're that precise. And the Holocaust Memorial in Kiev, the capital, was destroyed by a Russian missile. Give you any idea how evil this Putin is? Um, And the images, uh, hospitals being bombed, schools being bombed, civilians paying a very heavy price, and that's why Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is demanding that the world court hold a special tribunal to try Vladimir Putin for war crimes. And from what I'm hearing, there is good reason to try him for war crimes. Uh, Most of the, well, not just the Western world, most of the civilized world is standing in unison against Russia. Russia and Putin basically going alone in this. China refuses to condemn 
Russia and their attack on Ukraine, but they're not praising it either. They're just basically saying, eh, we're, we're going to stay out of this. So they don't even have any kind of vocal support from their closest large ally in China. The United Nations General Assembly. Now, we know that the United Nations is a paper tiger. We know that. We know they don't have any authority. Uh, They have outlived their usefulness a long, long time ago. But the United Nations General Assembly voted today 141 to 5. 141 to 5 condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think there were 15 abstentions. China was one of them. But 141 to 5. This is the United Nations General Assembly. The world in unison is turning against Russia. And yet, because... Ukraine is not a part of NATO. They are not formally a part of the European Union. No ground troops from any other country. Many countries are sending aid. By the way, that was another perversion of the truth from the State of the Union address last night. I meant to mention that. In the address, President Biden said... We are sending, listen carefully, if you don't believe me, read the transcript, we are sending $1 billion to Ukraine. That's not true. A billion dollars was committed over a year ago. And that money has been flowing, but nothing new. The United States of America has not committed any new dollars to Ukraine to help them. Germany has. United Kingdom has. Many, many countries in the European Union have voted new support, new money. Not the United States. And that was incredibly deceptive by the president last night. The way he worded it, it sounded like we have committed $1 billion new money to them. It's not. Nothing new about it at all. This has nothing to do with the attack on or by Russia. That was an agreement reached long before the attack. Well, anyway, Um, I continue to plead with you to pray for the people of Ukraine and the neighboring countries as well. A Fox News story this morning, the headline, What is Russia's History with Moldova? One of their international specialists at Fox News basically said, if Ukraine falls, Moldova doesn't have a chance. Now, I realize that Moldova probably means very little to most of you, and I get that. I understand that. It's just very, very dear to me because I've been there so many times. I know so many people there. I've made many friendships. We've, uh, over the last, well, in my 20 or 21 visits, we've seen literally 
thousands of teenagers give their hearts to Christ. Uh, Nearly 3,000 teenagers have accepted Christ as Savior during the times that I was there. The youth camp that I was involved with, many, 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 multiple times more than that. Those are just the ones that came to Christ during my preaching. Um, And if Ukraine falls... Moldova will not have a chance. And before the break, hang on, Jeff, just a moment. Let me just give this to you. One of my dearest friends is the gentleman who established, pardon me, established that ministry in Moldova. Uh, He was scheduled to fly into Moldova a little over a week ago when they shut down all of the airports and so forth and he couldn't go. It's a long involved story. He ended up in Africa. Then he left Africa two days ago and flew into Turkey. And from Turkey, he has gone to Romania. And now he is going overland, I believe, as we speak right now. He is driving from Romania into Moldova. He wants to get to the camp that he has established because they're accepting Ukrainian refugees by the hundreds. And they're desperately trying to equip the dormitories that they use mostly just in the summertime. They're trying to get heat in there because it's still cold. It's still winter. And they're desperately trying to raise funds and get emergency heating into those dormitories so they can handle six or 700 refugees at this camp. I sent my friend this story from Fox News saying, Moldova's next. And here's the email that I got just a short time ago from my friend. He said, I know what is coming. We see it. I need to finish the mission. And it need, it means to the end of Moldova as we know it. He is intentionally going knowing that Russia could attack Moldova while he is there. But he has a call, he has a burden, and he's going to finish the mission as long as Moldova exists. His name is Eric an American missionary, one of the bravest, godliest men I've ever known. Would you pray for Eric and his wife, Stephanie? They could be in very serious danger very, very soon. And uh, if you would like to help this effort, send me an email at bob at bobtalk.com, and I'll put you in touch with their mission, bob at bobtalk.com. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for the sweet, sweet people of Moldova as well. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I was going to move on from uh, Russia, Ukraine, and all of that, but uh, 
Let me just let me just tell you a, a quick story that I think illustrates the kind of fear that Vladimir Putin has um, has taught his people in uh, in Russia. Uh, it's been it's been possibly I can't believe it, but I think it's been about ten years ago that um, I, I was with the Bible League in Ukraine and in Russia. Uh, we flew into the capital, Kiev, spent a couple of days there, uh, hopped in a van with a big trailer behind us, and the trailer was filled with Bibles, and we headed off for Moscow. Uh, traveled overland from Kiev, Ukraine, and it's weird because it used to be Kiev. Now it's Kiev. When that happened, I I have no idea. Uh, But we traveled overland to uh, Moscow, and along the way, we stopped and distributed Bibles. It was just incredible. We we visited little churches out in the country, primitive areas. I was shocked at how much of Russia is really, really primitive. I mean— Really, really, and I, I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, just really, really primitive. I was I was shocked. I, I didn't expect it. <clears throat> we finally made it to Moscow, and we were there, I think, for two days, and then we flew back to the States out of uh, Moscow. Uh, one of the things we did, we distributed some Bibles around Moscow, but we went to Red Square, the famous Red Square and the famous church with the onion tops and the beautiful colors and so forth. And that was, that was fascinating. Our guide was a doctor, a very prominent do- medical doctor. And she did some tour guide things on the side. Uh, very successful, very educated, very intelligent and again, she was a doctor. And uh, we went to Red Square, and she's given us the tour, and there's the Kremlin and so forth, and there's uh, Lenin's tomb and and the church and, and so on and so forth. There are thousands of people in Red Square. And uh, we're standing in a group with our little tour group with the Bible League, right smack in the middle of Red Square. We're not close to any building at all. <clears throat> and uh, we were just having a conversation, and I asked the doctor, I said, I'm just curious, uh, what is the general attitude of the people here towards Putin? What What does the common Russian on the street think of Vladimir Putin? Our tour guide, well-educated, well-off, wealthy doctor, had a shocked look on her face, and she began looking all around. In front of us, behind us, to the side, left to right, she's looking all around, and she becomes visibly shaken. I'm not exaggerating. And she said, I can't talk about that. And dumb me, I said, why? We're, we're out in, here in the middle of nowhere. There, nobody can hear you. 
we couldn't be close to any microphones or anything. We're right in the middle of thousands of people. She said, I cannot talk about it. I cannot. And that was it. And I thought, what incredible fear Vladimir Putin holds over his people. Absolutely amazing. Can you imagine, those of you who have been to Washington, D.C., you're in the middle of the National Mall, thousands of people around, and somebody comes up to you and says, uh, hey, what do the people here think about President Joe Biden? Would you have any fear whatsoever? You would say, well, you know, some people like him, some people... It was it was just an unforgettable moment to see the kind of grip that the government and Putin himself has on the people of Russia. I don't think most Russians support. This attack on Ukraine. Ukraine and Russia have been very close. A lot of people in Ukraine have Russian heritage. A lot of people in Russia have Ukraine heritage. And I don't think that most of the people in Russia are supporting this, but they have such deep-seated fear of the government and Putin. Now, we know that thousands of people have been arrested across Russia who have been protesting this, and the Russian government has very, very quickly put down any kind of protest. But I'll never forget that. This um, this Putin is a maniac. I think he's evil. And let me just finish by saying, continue to pray that God will answer the prayers of the Ukrainian people and the world in general, and that Putin will be defeated and destroyed. 